WEMF. WEMF Radio. This is WEMF Radio. 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 Sweet. Hey, I'm Pat B. And I'm Adam Willis. And I'm just Johnny. And this is the Geek Down on WEMF. Forward bionically. Bob with me. Oh, man, right on cue. I dig it. Yo, we can tell me I'm feeling it tonight. I'm out. I'm getting the door. Hold it. Sorry, choking on my own excitement tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Geek Down here on WEMF. I am Pat B. I turn it over to my left and my main man. Black Adam Wells. <laughs> you time like delay, that man? dramatic pause that I was going? Oh, just building tension. That was uh-huh. going on? That's exactly what it was. Okay. Did it work? Uh, nah, feel good? Nah, yeah. I was just worried about you a little bit. <laughs> Actually, no, I guess that is the effect, isn't it? It's exactly it's the like, effect. It's like, oh my God, yeah. is he going to make it? Is he okay? What's going on? How you doing, Patrice? I'm chilling, man. Yeah. I'm okay. Just good things, bad things all around. My knees acting up. Cause I'm an old, cause I'm <laughs> my knees hurt. I'm a hundred year old that man. That's how you know is a uh, storm's coming. Yeah, actually. yeah, that's how I feel. <laughs> it's like, what happens when, when your hips starts bothering you? I'll know there's a real issue going on. Yeah, man. Every time the Tidal wave, I get boogie boogie fever. Uh, it's a massive landslide in, uh, in Europe. Yeah, I'm doing okay, man. Got a bit of bronchitis going on. And uh, listeners may real- me, uh, hear me sound a little hoarse. Yeah, I, I'm a little hoarse as well. Like, I've had a little bit of phlegm, you know what I mean? I'm kind of like, ah, like scratchy voice. It, it does, doesn't make my voice sound sexier, though, where I think yours what, me? probably contributes to... I don't know what you you're talking about, Adam. <laughs> Nah, right. man, nah, nah. Okay, so I'm horse, your horse, jigsaw's beating a dead horse, man. It's, mm. it's going all around. It's going all around. It's contagious, yeah. All right, how about you, Johnny? You okay? I'm feeling great, man. This, this <laughs> son, the hell of, you then? son of a mother. Look at <laughs> All right, now we have an awesome show lined up for you. We got Jigsaw. Mm-hmm. Oh, why, why, why? Yeah, we got a Wheelman review. Absolutely, starring Frank Grillo. I haven't seen him since the uh, the Marvel movies. Oh man, I love Frank Grillo. Frank Grillo's. And all I'll right. tell you all about why I love Frank Grillo. Oh, okay. The anticipation builds. Yeah. All right. After that, dude, I'm gonna give you the inside stuff on Stranger Things too. Mm-hmm. If you didn't already binge it this weekend. Well, yeah. the thing is, it's already called Stranger. I can't even say Stranger Things the Strangening. Strangers is Things. Stranger yeah. Things. This time it gets weird. Rip off of every 80s thing you loved. I, actually, I, I can't hate him. I thought it was a decent homage. Sure. You know, yeah. 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 Uh, I, I have not yeah, yet finished it, so I can't really have an opinion. So um, uh, okay. They did it might be very good. some nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Okay, don't le- 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 leave that. Be... I mean, you you tried. I saw yeah. your direction, but that I've never seen anyone face plant harder on a pun. <laughs> you notice I just ignored it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that was the right move, my friend. <laughs> no, 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 no. Of course, you are hearing us courtesy of the man who keeps it sounding crisp and delicious every week, DJ Herbie Herb. Woo! That guy. Mm-hmm. All right, dude. Let's jump right into it, man. Because okay. I mean, like, I, I really want to let cats know. Now, I got to see a picture this weekend that is the latest in the franchise, um, called Jigsaw. Which is uh, another movie in the Saw franchise. The Saw of course. franchise. And which this is, are you, did you... Called a cash grab. <laughs> did, the, which that. of these movies are wildly popular, which I don't know why. I remember the first one kind of came out and it surprised people, but the sequels well, yeah, the first were all had... just... Trash, trash. Yeah, I trash, think they trash. had like a solid idea for one movie and maybe a sequel. And after that, they just realized, yo, this thing is a license to print money. And they just kept making well, them for no it, real. Without. It comes from a long line of, of horror franchises that have done that. I mean, well, like yeah, how many Friday the 13th? How many <laughs> Nightmares on Elm Street where it just gets comical? They get more funny than scary. 
Well, I wouldn't call Saw funny per no, se. No, I'm not saying this one in particular, but like okay. like Nightmare on Elm Street turned into more of a comedy. But we like that though, because yeah, okay, right. you know, I, I see what you're saying, and I can I can I can probably add uh, shed some light on that. When we start to like the villain, right? We want to see more of their antics. Yeah, and but when if you start to like the villain, the mm-hmm. kind of the horror thing of like, oh, is this girl going to escape? Doesn't really matter anymore. Because like, I hope she doesn't. I hope he slices her up and says something really funny about it. Well, I think the thing about Saw is you 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 get the sense that, okay, maybe if they were a better person, they can escape. But Jigsaw's whole thing is these are people who I'm giving redemption to. These are folks mm-hmm. who I put in this, in this trap because they did something horrible in life. But this is their penance. I'm giving them an opportunity to, uh, to own up to it. And then... Uh, by doing so, they'll live. See, I don't you know, like all that they have whole to do is play the game. That whole thing where like the the killer only kills evil people in some way, trying to justify it, so you feel better about you know, watching this mutilation. You like want to just, just like Dexter, violence. you know what I mean? Oh well, he's killing you know pedophiles and bad people. Like, he's still a psychopathic murderer. Like very you're not, true. Like it, it, it cheapens it in a little bit. You know what I mean? Well, I don't, my friend, I don't you will it. love this movie because uh-huh. all pretense of well, you know, Jigsaw's just doing the righteous act of giving people a second chance. Yeah, that's out the window because this is just like jigsaw is some kind of uh a uh, bond villain um uh, uh like super super criminal in this right all right he's he's devised traps and he's got like properties he's got layers he's got secret layers where he's holding people and then uh establishing these really the time elaborate to set that up by yourself well dude that's you know what, what i'm mean? wondering man the first okay okay I, i'll give Nobody's it to him. the first him? saw was someone who had uh a, a couple of resources but everything else was fairly cheap you know this is something that okay i'm just a regular guy but i something snaps um, and I decided to trap people in my basement. He's building things that you could feasibly do right. with those kind of resources. Like you got like handcuffs and a bear, and like a bear trap or something. Yeah, you, you know, know you go to like, you go to a um, you go to an army surplus store and a hardware store, and you've got your first set of traps. Right. You, know, you kidnap Doctor right. Phil and Shaq and put him in that thing like it's kind of But no, it was all kept within due bounds, and there was essentially a message, even if kind of ham-fistedly thrown at you. Yes, you know, Johnny, you seem like you. Uh, well, well ham- this movie, I feel, lost that. Johnny, what's on your mind? No, nothing. I mean, I've watched the first five, maybe six. I don't know. Like you stuck with it. Three, four, or four, five, and six were like a blur to me. Like I have no clue what went on. The story got way too convoluted because they were always jumping back into Mm. things that were going on in the first movie and in the second movie and sort of interweaving. You know, it's like remember when I killed that guy this way? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that was great. Anyways, Uh, so did they do that kind of? crap in this movie because yes it made no. the movie's way too hard to follow in in you know three four five and six uh, okay well yes and no this movie did a uh, this latest installment of saw jigsaw uh was it took place on two different fronts and i don't think it's a spoiler to say that it's partially a prequel partially a uh, an ultimate sequel like a, a sequel to the last movie as well. So it's kind of a weird uh, angle to come at it from, but I thought they were doing something interesting, and by the end I was like, okay, I see what they were going for, and if this wasn't total crap, then this would have been really interesting. So this movie's trying to like bookend itself, almost. Well, yes, but also kind of leave the door open for a continuance. Obviously, you have to have that. Well, they, they shouldn't do that. What the hell, man? Yeah. It's like you, you had something where you kind of could have been like, okay, we've wrapped it up and closed the door. Fine. If anyone's really a hardcore fan, this would have told you a little bit. This gives, um, this kind of gives, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jigsaw's uh, origin story. John Kramer's origin story. Mm-hmm. But the way it introduces it is a complete MacGuffin. 
like everything is a, is a is a very convenient plot device in this and you can tell this was a movie written to squeeze those last couple of bucks out of the soft franchise like what else can we know you know well so. i mean it, it's set up so that the previous saw movies were okay i have these things i'm gonna make traps out of them for people cool this movie somehow this dude has all the resources in the world he's got all the time in the world and he's not only by himself mind you able to set up traps kidnap people maintain his like his his day-to-day his monday uh cover uh still interact with the working world and get all this stuff to work uh and have blueprints just floating around there for future traps he's going to make everything that takes place in this and the actual trapping itself now mind you if anyone's just going in this for the gore there are some like nasty parts are they yeah like this is proper saw disgust over the top how you know, well, creatively, saw, can we destroy these people? Well, Saw was never real, originally over the top. Like, he got over the top around, like, maybe three, Yeah, there were some pretty gnarly scenes, but it was more like... <laughs> well, pretty much know. all of them. Even the first one had, like, some major Wait. gore scenes. Well, yeah, like, I, I, second, one, Lego, yeah. second one really upped the ante on the gore. I think the second one toned it down, actually. Because, I mean, it was more, it was more like... Um, imagine yourself in the situation. It wasn't like, oh, God, it's going to be gory. It's just, oh, God, that's so internally painful. Like, the ultimate Saw trap to me was the most basic thing ever it's like find the key to exit this room but the key is in this pit what's mm. in this pit needles yeah. yeah that to me is the ultimate trap because it's not oh some big thing's gonna crush me or it, some well, gun's like a, gonna go off there's a key it's inside just, I, somebody too was uh, that, that, was, that was the first one the key was um inside uh, behind the guy's eye right it's been a while I don't remember. Right, but yeah, yeah I remember you had to like, yeah, 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 dig yeah. through something. Yeah. Um, but in the second one, because that's just like you have to like destroy a part of your body to get salvation. This yeah. was just, no, it's a thing you have to do. There's no effort in this trap besides it's at the, it's in it's somewhere in this pit. Reach down and get it. Well, it kind of takes but like it's a, what's in the pit. It's a thing just so, from seven when, you know, uh, one of the one of the sins was... Uh, she could. She had a hand in one hand. It was sleeping pills, and the other hand was uh, a phone. Mm-hmm. And, she, and they cut off her nose, and she had the choice. Basically, you know, you can kill, kill yourself or you can make yeah. the call. But vanity, it was my like, friend. You know, uh, what, what would you make in that? What choice would you make in that in that situation? If I my nose was cut off, if yeah. I was like had the, I don't know. No? I'd probably do both. I'd probably take a few sleeping pills and then call. Like, yeah, I'm going to pass out for a few hours because I'm in pain. But like, please get here and save me. Oh, see, I, I'd take the opportunity to go full dark man. You know, yeah. it, it's like you wrap, wrap up the face. You got no up. nose now, but you know you're halfway there. You know, maybe you cut off a couple lips. And you Dude, talk like, Dark Man's <laughs> such a forgotten gem. It's oh under, my god! It's under a vengeance. It's under a. It all started that dude from Knock Gills too. So it's like after after the Taken movies, uh, Liam Neeson's gone a long way to forget um, to forget Dark Man. Oh, Dark man, man, anyone who doesn't Dark know man, was uh, I love that movie. Well, oh, Dark Man, so anyone who doesn't know was a um, Sam Raimi. It's like an underground, yeah, like an underground Sam Raimi film because it was it was released in theaters, but like. Like no one remembers it today. Yeah, it's a yeah a guy that's a, is a scientist, and these these this organization kills him. But first they well they try to kill him, but they disfigure him. They dump him in acid. Oh, and yeah, his, all yeah, his was... flesh is destroyed. But he does all this research on like skin grafting. Yeah, stuff, his, so. his his research was to revolutionize. What was it for? Um, was it what, burn victims? Yeah. Yeah. So like he's already in that field, but now he then he goes underground and he's mm-hmm. trying to get his life back together and get revenge. Obviously, oh, the but, ultimate revenge. But yeah. his superpowers basically he had no stoppage of adrenaline. His super, yeah, it was, it? it was all it was all he couldn't feel.
feel pain, right? And he couldn't feel he couldn't feel pain, and yeah. basically had unlimited strength because his adrenal glands were all screwed up, and so mm -hmm. he was just like super strong. Yeah, he was like the proto kick ass, but also looked like you know beef jerky. Yeah. Yeah. But it was they cool. He's like, had face, all the bandages yeah. and he was like, kind of like, you know, not a heroic figure, but no, he no, was no, doing but he, great things. He was, he was a, uh, he was a figure. He was like the crow. Right. You know, he's not necessarily a hero, but he's like the spirit of vengeance. He's just there to kick some ass. Yeah, he was yeah. the spirit of, he was the spirit of <laughs> kicking kick ass. ass. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's Dark Man. That has nothing to do with Saw. Saw, or rather Jigsaw, is a movie I feel that's lost its way, which is a daggone shame. Because it stars, like, to Tobin Bell is in this. Okay. Like he does uh, actually return to the role, and it's not all in flashbacks. So they do do some new stuff with him, um, and they took an interesting turn with that at the end. I feel though that the whole thing was very, um, it was very like TV movie. You know, this would be like a better sci-fi movie, not a not yeah. not a uh, seems, instead yeah. and, and, instead of a worse like a great in theaters movie. movie. You know, mm -hmm. but if it was a, if it was a movie on the sci-fi channel, this actually would have been pretty dope. Uh, I would watch it, and you can tell by the cast it probably was meant for sci-fi. It's got Tobin Bell, of course, but also um, the leads are uh, Laura Vanderwood, Vanderwert, uh, Matt Passamori, uh, Mandela Van Peebles. That's Mario Van Peebles' son. Uh, son or I, I think son. I'm pretty sure son. His name is Mandela. Mandela. Yes, Mandela. One of the blackest names you can give your son. <laughs> Second blackest name, Black Adam Willis. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> got to work on your black set, man. My black scent? Your black scent. <laughs> you can like, so good. Adam, Adam, how you doing? Yeah. All right. Then. I don't want to be too offensive. No, it's okay. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a pass just this once. <laughs> just this once. Fair um, enough. But no, what I'm getting at is this is the cast of, I won't say relatively unknowns, because uh, I believe yeah, a couple of them have done things true. on TV, but this is not a cast of like big Hollywood names, so you think, no, the movie's getting back to its roots, man. It's not going for like big name actors. It's just going for like a better story. Danny and it didn't have the better one? story. In the first one? Was yeah, it? wasn't Danny Glover in the first one? Uh, Adam, back me up here. In was the he? first song? Um, Can you look that up? Uh, the, as the cop? Yeah, he was a cop. Uh, I remember Donnie Wahlberg was. Donnie Wahlberg was around there, but I don't remember Danny Glover. Yeah, maybe, maybe I'm mistaken. Dude, it's been years. Okay, good. I'm glad you mentioned that. It's been... The last Saw movie was 2010? Way... Oh, the last one. Yeah. Oh man, it's been yeah, a while. Yeah, exactly. It's been that long since uh, you can't even remember. It's been that long it's, since we've gotten a new Saw movie. It was like, during that, maybe like 2012. 2012. Okay, but right there. enough time for people who've kind of, kind of forgotten about him. Kind of let him slip by the wayside. No one's really thinking about yeah. when's the next Saw coming out. He's in the first one. Danny yeah. Glover's in the ten. Okay. Okay, so, so, uh, yeah. Danny Glover, the first time he was too old for the shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we got this Saw movie. No one really asked for it, and it feels like they kind of half-assed it just to get a cash grab, just to squeeze uh, uh, some some money out of the Saw franchise and go out on a uh, middling note. I'm a little bummed out that it wasn't a better movie because it had what everyone would expect from Saw, these really intricate traps, but also in, a, in really unrealistic situations where this dude, ha he's got, he's got uh, so many circular saws, just like everywhere. I don't think there's a single hardware store that would carry this many saws in it's its like inventory. if you buy that many saws too, someone's like, I don't know, like maybe put him on a watch list. Oh yeah, no, someone should have been asking questions. Yeah. Maybe right. he owns a lumber mill. No, he does not own a lumber yeah. mill. No. Although, ironically enough, this movie, he owned a lumber mill. <laughs> <laughs> Really? No, the whole thing is... Uh, <laughs> That's so bad. Conveniently forgotten in the rest of the series, uh, Jigsaw, uh, Tobin Bell just happens to own a farm where all this stuff is at his disposal. 
or at least the the locations conveniently at his disposal all this new equipment running well oiled uh so these people are like independently wealthy too it's just like it's it's ridiculous and okay not just the copycats like we're talking about tobin bell himself we're Mm -hmm. talking about uh saw himself john kramer oh he he's still alive what happened to his? I won't. I won't. I won't. I won't, I won't break Don't that apart. I can't remember news, what happened to his cancer. He like either had cancer, or didn't have cancer, man, or sawed he, out. He, the he's cancer. been dead since like before the first movie. This dude, he's a he's. No, I think they killed him in the third one. Uh, they killed him probably in the third one, and it's been copycat since. This movie does something different with that. I want to tell you what it was would be a spoiler, but I'll say I would recommend you see this if you're a fan. But I'm giving this a thumbs down, dude. This was such yeah, a half-assed like attempt a, at a saw. Um, it's like a, a throwaway Halloween movie. I'm surprised there wasn't more horror movies like well, kind of being released around this time. I'm surprised too, man. Halloween, especially this year, has been big. I mean, is it, and, was it a? There was another Happy Death Day. Happy Death Day. Happy Death Day was totally awesome. Yeah, you gotta yeah. see Happy Death Day. Happy Death Day was oh so good. The worst but name ever for Happy movie. Death Day. Yes. Well, it was gonna be called oh it had a um it had a more live die repeat esque original title. Okay. And I remember that one didn't test well. They wells. scrapped it. Yeah. 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 When it comes to Netflix, it'll have a different title. It might, but awesome, Happy yeah. Death Day was a good movie. It, oh, did it, it killed um um uh, what was it? Made what was some it? money too. Yeah. No, it was the number one movie. It, it, it crushed uh, something it? big, and I forget what. Not it. No, no, not not it. Something came after it. It crushed. It crushed something that came <laughs> after it. Well, anyways, uh, Jigsaw starring. Oh, excuse me, starring Gas on the Air, uh, starring Tobin <laughs> Bell, uh, Laura Vanderwood. Uh, decent performance yeah, by Callum bunch, Keith yeah. uh, Rennie because you, 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 you're not supposed to like him, and he sells it really and quick a bunch as of an unlikable movie guy. Actors, basically. Well, I, I'll get. I will say, yo, this dude, uh, Matt Passmore, um, he. He's like the only one in the movie that that gets. He's the only one that's like in on the gag. Mm-hmm. So he's the one that's like cracking. He's he's cracking jokes as we as the audience are cracking jokes. And normally that would like really piss me off in a movie like this. But it's so ridiculous. Everything is so unbelievable. Uh, it's so over the top. Like he's got lasers. Uh, jigsaw has with laser jigsaw has right lasers. The j- little jigsaw puppet like now. Like lasers that sever stuff. Like lasers that sever stuff. Okay. And, and not just like one. No, uh, he constructed out of every you know random bit of. Like Where a, does he have the like nuclear reactor? Laser. Exactly, dude. That's the <laughs> thing, man. So Jigsaw has lasers at his disposal. The CG in this one is like way, way out. He's of got bounds. plutonium at his house. You know? It's ridiculous. But I will say, this dude Matt Passmore. We're like, this, this is ridiculous. As the audience, we're thinking this, and he in the movie will say, "Well, this is ridiculous," and we're like, "Yes." You're watching it. When, when he sees this, this <laughs> ridic- when he sees this ridiculous, like cybernetic, glowy-eyed jigsaw puppet that seems to replace the little crappy. Remember the little crappy jigsaw puppet? Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. we like the little crappy puppet on the tricycle. Had like little circles on its cheeks. Yeah, now now it's now it's now it's an android. <laughs> it, it, it's like it's like an evil commander data. And he's an app on it. Did they go Jason X on this? Not 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 quite Jason to that X. level, and you'll understand why. They if will you see with the it. next one. But anyone who's not a fan, don't see it. Don't or bother. Like, just just let it let it die in peace. If you have any happy memories of the previous movies, let this one go. I got to give it a thumbs down, and I kind of hate that because since it's, it's, I like to see movies with like all kind of, I don't want to say no name actors, but unknowns uh, really do big things. This was not the vehicle for it, man. Usually Hollywood movies that are horror and around this time, if they're unknowns, they're going to be dead within the first 15 minutes of the movie anyway. Well, true, but um, Happy Death Day was a movie with unknowns, and it did did, did crazy, crazy numbers. It did well. All right, okay, okay, so that's Hollywood. Doing big, doing doing like mediocre mm-hmm. things. Tell us about Netflix. How's Netflix fairing? Yeah, Netflix. Man, this is another friend. Netflix release, which is they're doing a a bunch of 
good stuff now. A lot of original movies, a lot of original programming, and this new one called Wheelman, a very blunt title, uh, directed by Jeremy Rush, a really apt name to direct such a, a feature. And this is, I think, is his first time as a writer director. But this stars the great Frank okay. Grillo, and uh, you're a Frank Grillo fan. Uh, yeah, I like Frank Grillo's work. He he he's good at being at playing an unlikable douche, and I'm just like, wow, that yes, no, he he's he, perfect at that. No, I, 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 I most people saw him in, uh, in Captain America. I think that's yeah, where. I totally got that sense. Him, the first time I saw him, he was in the movie Warrior, that uh, Tom Hardy yes. movie. Yeah, the, he was. Um, he was one. the trainer. Yeah, and he was so good in that. He was so mm-hmm. believable. He has this like kind of this air of like authenticity that I that I really find a. Uh, uh, works well with him. Um, yeah, what's but, messed up is I, I heard, well, not messed up. What's interesting is I heard an interview with him um, just after Warrior, and he described his routine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I thought Tom Hardy had like a crazy workout routine, or even The Rock, where it's like, I eat like 19 chickens a day and stuff. Right. Uh, his is, he doesn't eat anything but like water and celery when he's in um, when he's in like a, a training thing. It's and funny because in like, that movie he doesn't even really fight. He's just a trainer. You don't see him do anything physical. Yeah, but, but it's, he's it's in like shape. He, he's got he's got to have that look. Yeah. And to get that look, it's just like he describes his routine. I'm just like, how are you not? It's 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 almost like. Um, uh, do you remember when Christian Bale was just training down for to like uh, a latte and an apple a day for yeah. the machinist? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, borderline yeah. that there. And I'm like, how 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 do you get the energy to actually work out when right. you don't you know eat? Anything, yeah, period. I guess you you adapt and it kind of gets you in that headspace. Yeah, more than so anything. he's a guy. He's got to respect, man. He's he's really serious about the craft. No, I'm really pumped and I was really happy to see him in a movie taking the lead too. You know what I mean? Kind of oh, yeah. taking the reins. Yeah, so tell me about this because I know Wheelman is um, like a getaway driver for like, yeah, bank jobs for a, criminal activity. A long list of movies of the heist movie, the the car chase movie is a, a subgenre, and immediately when you kind of watch a movie like this you rank it against all the great movies that came before of the car chase uh genre mm-hmm. you go to immediately think of bullet the french connection uh the seven ups ronin everyone has their list of great car chase movies i don't know if this one exactly enters it but i will say it's a very unique movie in this genre it follows a very basic plot uh where a heist goes wrong and then all of a sudden he has to get himself out of it it's the most basic car chase plot line ever okay uh but what's unique about this movie is the way it's shot and the way uh we follow the action because almost entirely the movie is shot within the car there's oh, nothing okay. outside of it so it's basically the back of his head and his side so we're watching him inside this very confined space mm. and so all the action takes place in there so frank is that Bell, why i couldn't find i couldn't <laughs> find so many like marketing images to throw up right there's not like a car like promo. screeching through traffic you know what i mean a lot of the problems with uh shooting action movies in general especially now is like the the rapid cutting the, the fast paced editing everything you don't get to see the action happen it's way too like blurry yeah Gives you can, you a blame, bit of you can blame like the transporter and uh, and the fast right. and movies so for making many, that popular so many movies are, are featured that way and they're mm. all terrible but this hey, movie hold, is, hold it hold not it not all now. of Let's, them but it's, okay. it's, it's a really gives me more of a headache to watching that style of action movie than anything right. um like I said, so the plot basically, he's on a job with, um, he's the getaway driver for this robbery that's about to take place. Mm-hmm. And the people that is robbing, uh, doing the robbing, he just met like 15 minutes earlier. All of a sudden, while he's waiting for the people to come out, he gets a phone call saying that he needs to take off and leave the robbers behind. Oh, really? And so they say he will kill them if he doesn't do it. So he chooses to believe him. And then while he's on the run, leaves the robbers behind. He's still on the phone, and they're saying that they will kill his family unless they do everything he says. So that puts everything in motion. So he is 
on the phone. It's kind of like the movie Lock. You ever watched the movie Lock where mm. it's basically all takes place within a car? It's another Tom Hardy movie, uh. and he has to go to a destination, but the entire time he's in a car and he's on the phone. So it's a little bit like that in just in theme. And now, like I said, it's all taken place within within the car, and it's just a fascinating way to, to do this movie because you're not going to do really anything different. Like I said, the plot is so basic. So how do you spice it up? How do you you know bring any life to it? So you kind of shoot it a different way. You take the style, you add a little bit to it. And like I said, this movie doesn't work unless... You know, you're Frank Grillo. Yeah, this Being movie doesn't Frank work Grillo. unless you're Frank Grillo. Okay. You know what I mean? So you get a very serious actor, and he carried this movie. I mean, it's basically him in every scene. You sound impressed. And so yeah, I am impressed. I thought it was uh, done in a unique way. It follows a long line of very serious, you know, intense movies that people really adore with all the car chase movies like I mentioned before. Mm-hmm. But I think this, is, this, this holds up really really well compared to a lot of those movies so this is this is really something i was impressed by mm-hmm. given that netflix kind of put it away i was like very surprised to see it you know i saw something with frank rillo in it i was excited <laughs> and so i checked it out yeah and he's he's fantastic the movie was really well done i was really impressed i'm okay dude i'm i'm, I'm just to hear that man one thing i like about i've always loved the good car chase movie and we don't get car chase movies anymore we get things like i mentioned transporter which transporter is a series that has come into its own but it's more about like the actions outside of the car you know right. fight scenes and such and Fast and the Furious started off as a movie that was a movie that was centered around the chases. Now it's just, I mean, they're flying cars between buildings. Okay, it's completely out, out, out of that realm there. Right. But, and beside maybe Baby Driver. Yeah, I think with this and Baby Driver, it's kind of that genre has kind of been revived a little dude, bit. I love you know that. I mean? awesome. It's very, it's it's a very interesting movie. Um, the movie Drive, obviously, uh, Nicholas Winding Refn with um with um uh, Gosling, uh, Ryan Gosling. Uh, yeah, I don't want to say Harry Gosling. <laughs> that was Harry Gosling. <laughs> Harry Gosling. But that was a very uh, good movie. It's a very Harry Gosling. Very Harry Gosling movie. Uh, that's what I call my no. Never mind. But it was a that was a great movie. And they, they did a lot of scenes inside the car as well. You know what I mean? A lot yeah, of like yeah. that first hand kind of uh, driving experience. Mm. And so yeah, this is an, you know another one in the long in the long line of movies that. Uh, of the car chase genre. That's nice, dude. What do really, you say? I would definitely give it a thumbs up. Nice thumbs and up. And it's free if you have a Netflix subscription. So yes, sir. you can always just. Herb's over there taking notes. This man told me he does not have a Netflix account. And I know he's just like chomping at the bit. He's a Hulu so guy. Much good he's stuff. a Seinfeld. Oh, really? I actually do have Hulu. Oh, ew. <laughs> no, nah, don't you. say that out loud. How d- Ugh, that's disgusting. I have Hulu too. Actually. Oh, what? What's wrong with Hulu? I thought I knew you, man. What's going on? I just oh, watch crazy. Home Improvement. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You disgust. <laughs> disgust Johnny over there. Yeah. What, do you have a favorite, favorite car chase movies? Do you have one? Favorite? Oh, favorite. Mm. What's your? Do you have like a top three car chase movies? I think everyone probably has in some way. You know what? I'm really struggling not to throw the French Connection in there. Because right. everyone's really crazy about, oh, the French Connection, not the greatest car scene. If you've ever seen it, mm-hmm. it's in the most ridiculous movie with the ultimate, well, not ultimate, but with this, like, this ra- really racist cop, Popeye Doyle. Yeah, really big anti-hero. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'll go old school. Bullet. Yep. Uh, was a good one. Bullet had um, Steve McQueen racing uh, through uh, the streets of San Francisco. So there's a lot of, like, jumps over like these narrow streets yeah it's classic yep and everyone really everyone's really jazzed about this long take that's in there it's really popular which i think is probably the low point of the chase where the camera it's oh well you know the camera loses sight it's just so intense but it's realistic it's like no what happened is the cameraman screwed up and he turned the camera like off the action for a minute because it was it was like dusty and it was by pure luck 
that the cameras came back on shot so that this dude screwed up, man. Like, watch the footage Royally. and see. Yeah, but it's still. But they a, it's, made the best out of it. Yeah, but it's sure. still a damn good chase scene. I'll say that's number three. Number two. Hmm. Oh. Um, um, did you see, it's not really a car chase per se, it's the helicopter chase in the first Mission Impossible with Tom oh, Cruise. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, it was badass. There's him on, there's the train, and then they had the helicopter. Yeah, right. because it's a chase. It starts off as, oh, it's a standard chase movie, how the hell are you going to do it? And then it's like, you have a helicopter chasing a train. Well, it's a train, it's on tracks. How are they going to really, it's a, it's a train going over bridges, it's a train going And then in a tunnel tunnels. where there's a helicopter in a tunnel. Yeah, and yeah. the fact that, like, it, well, part of it was practical effects. That's what makes it one of the great chases. For yeah, me because it's just really beautiful. Yeah, that was the the start of Tom Cruise as the Uber action hero. Yeah, that, that, and stuff I, I like Tom really Cruise's crazy. like acting, acting. So mm -hmm. when it became all action, that kind of tainted it for me. Right. I will say though, um, and I mean, you're gonna hate me for this one because we we talked about Transporter, which had some great ones. Mm -hmm. Um. And I'm not gonna throw in death proof. Don't worry about that garbage. <laughs> no overhype BS. Uh -huh. But uh, yeah, you're really gonna hate this one. Uh, Fast Five. Fast uh, Five. You know, you know what? You know what? I hate. <laughs> I hate that franchise. Yeah. I like that movie. Yeah, that's that the only. Fast and Furious movie I actually enjoy. Okay. And that right. is, yeah, that's all I'll say about that. That is actually a good movie. Okay. But there is some ridiculousness in that. Yes, is there are you is, talking about the one where they're pulling the safe? Yes, they're pulling okay, the safe, too. Yeah. And the thing I like about it so much is it's not just we threw a chase scene in to throw a chase scene because there's cars. They worked it out. And, like, a good 20, 30 minutes of the movie is them working out different ways to do this chase because it's planned out. And I like that they, they, they show you they put in the work. So, even though the end result is completely unrealistic, you get the sense that you no, know, these guys worked at it. They assessed variables. They, they explained. They explained it a little bit. Yeah, you know, you know and, and that's, they gave you a little I, primer. I love that stuff. so much because that's what I love in a car movie. It's technical. You know, like they, they got down it. to like nitty gritty details, and then they still did like a safe. It's just the well, freaking use, thing is dragging the safes through the streets of Brazil. They're using the thing they stole as a weapon too. As they start swerving yeah. the cars, and all of a sudden the the, the safe is oh, destroying the so other. Beautiful. Cars, yeah. It's like Movies. straight out. It's straight out of a video game, dude. Oh, it's so stupid. Yeah, yeah. but it's it's wonderful because you yeah. have this thing, and now it's a tool, and now it's a weapon, and now it's like your defense. It was, <laughs> and the ending was clever. Like at the I end, they like worked it out. Yeah, yeah, I did like yeah. That that's 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 my top, and I know that that's kind of a sin to say that that's my top, my number one. Yeah, that should but be your number things, one. But no, that's my number one, dude. Because these things, entertainment value especially. You're allowed to like whatever you want. Yeah. Okay. How about you, brother? What's going on? I don't know. I don't really know. The top, um, probably Vanishing Point is up there. Okay, Vanishing Point is a good one. Yeah. Uh, I liked Fury like, like Road recently. Too. That's, as, I think as a, that's a, that's oh, a you know what? No, it is. It, it is the epitome a of a chase movie. Okay. Film. Um, you know the Max Max movies ever did it for me, and I was hoping. I mean, I, I love the movies. Well, I love some of the movies. Mm -hmm. the Tina Turner BS and the pregnant kids. <laughs> oh, the, take the it desert. easy. Yeah. I like. I like that one. Okay, but no, Mad Max movies. They should be all about these badass cars in the desert, and you know, I mean, especially the first one. Everyone raves about how they had. I mean, the movie itself was originally a documentary about these cars. About these like quote-unquote supercars but they get lost in this ridiculous story of this one dude is he shell-shocked is he not is he had a family does he nah. yeah yeah and i think they lose their way after a while which is kind of unfortunate because fury road i love that movie but not so much for the chase. You really like the chase in that. Yeah, I liked a lot of that. I just liked the uh, the armies of cars. You know what I mean? And like mm -hmm. the, the the weapons they use to 
launch people from one car to on something else. You know what I mean? Okay. I, I like right. that too. Uh, the Seven Ups is another one I really like. Okay. With Rob Scheider in that one, and uh, I'm gonna say the Blues Brothers too. <laughs> that. Just for the just all out, all <laughs> out destruction of the the shopping mall and just just total just destruction of everything. And I, I just really, I really dig it. So, so many cars. Yeah, I don't Would think I'm gonna think rank them. Possibly be that many cars in the in the in the county. Yeah, there's and, more. There's more. And then they bring more and they, they crash them. The it's so right. fun. I'm surprised yeah. you didn't say um uh, you didn't say Smokey and the Bandit. I didn't say Smokey and the Bandit. I'm, 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 I'm kind of surprised because that that one was another one that's like one endless car chase and pretty. pretty it's a good movie. It's it's a good. I it's a it. fun movie. And this yeah, is a, yeah. this is a black man talking Smokey and the Bandit <laughs> in all its country music, uh, country blue grass glory, and all its red, uh, red flannel in his and, all, and all its yeah, sweet yeah. sweet um uh what's it? And all its sweet, uh, Sally Field Sally sex. Field, yeah. Uh, goodness is actually a really good movie. It's really fun. It was uh, fun. Yeah. All right, really John, John, you got an entry in this? Uh, it's already said. Uh, what do you got? Mad Max. Oh, I, I, I was really hoping you were going to say it's already said Fast and Furious. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Smoking the Not band fast for sure. Okay, no, Fury Road is, is a damn good one. Is it? Yeah. I'm, I'm glad it's getting some love. Herb, what do you think, man? I really like that scene in uh, Ronan. Ronan? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh Herb taking a class. Yeah. Okay, I like that. Ronan was a, was a tough movie to watch because you have to be like a film fan to really sit through that because it's more about like the relationship between these two like hardcore bastards. And I'm just like. I kind of want to see so Jean Reno like and De Niro, Jean Reno, yeah. and Robert De Niro, Robert, Robert, Robert. Good one. Uh, no, that was that was a really good one. Um, I, I know I can't I can't really see Jean Reno in anything except for yeah, professional? Uh, the professional. Sure. And this includes that that crappy Godzilla from '98. <laughs> Oh my god, I forgot he was in yeah, that. Yeah, he's in that. He's in that with this. I only this remember random... the Puff Daddy song. The Puff. Da Oh, um, that was actually a good a good song and video, which is kind of a shame that it was attached to such a crappy movie. Oh my god! Wait, the song the song yeah, the song, the song, dude. was the it song? Daddy and Corn? No, um, um, Ozzy. It's a. Are you sure it wasn't Corn? No, it's a it's a Led Zeppelin cover. Yeah, Zeppelin. Oh, that's a Zeppelin cover. Yeah. But I think yeah. it was Puff no, Daddy no, no, with Corn. No, corn no, no. You think I know what you're thinking of? You're thinking of a different album though. Because uh, okay. I have that All one, right. and the, and Corn uh, actually did the song with um with uh, Q Tip with Jonathan Davis. He also has a song with Ice Cube too. I think. Uh, no, I, I wouldn't be surprised. What Who what knows? what t what tripped me out there? Okay, we are way in the left field territory. Yeah. <laughs> but um, just a final note I'll say about that is uh, Q Tip from yeah. uh, Tribe Called Quest. His real name, like we all know him as Kamal, uh, his real name, like birth certificate, government name, is Jonathan Davis. And that may have been one of the original one of the original um, oh, things wow. to getting them in between. Okay. Yep. And you know what? Quick shout out to uh, JM the Thriller Priest uh, for that tidbit. This dude told me that years ago. We're talking a couple decades ago. Um, and at the time, I didn't believe him. I actually looked into it, and I'm like, "Yo, it's very rare that someone will outright school me, especially on, on hip hop uh, like that." Well, hip hop, metal, like uh, you know, combined. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, hey, tip the hat to you, sir. Doff the cap. <laughs> Okay, so I'm gonna kick it over to actually no, back to us. Back to us. Cause I got to see Stranger Things two. Boomerang. Actually, Stranger Things uh, season two. Mm -hmm. uh, is dude. it is it a second season or like a sequel? 
That's what I'm hearing. It's both, actually. Okay. Uh, the way Stranger Things is set up, it's pretty much, if you watch an entire season of Stranger Things, it's like one long-ass movie. Mm-hmm. The yeah. fact that they call a miniseries, uh, is kind of, does, it kind of, does, kind of the, does the audience a disservice because you think, okay, a miniseries is going to have episodes and episodes and episodes, and I can watch this and watch this, come back to it and watch this. It's like, no, if you don't watch Stranger Things all the way through, it's going to... It's going to screw with your head. It, it's like how Daredevil uh, Season 2 continues after Season 1 or uh, Game of Thrones. Less intricate than Game of Thrones, but oh, like please. more intricate you, you, than you, Daredevil. You mean, you mean, um, you mean um, uh, let's see, um, uh, uh, Mikey wasn't sleeping with his mother while also uh, being molested by the father and also uh, killing uh, all three of his friends. <laughs> yeah. And then Eleven didn't come back, but she's actually a dragon. And then, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, like game game of Thrones or... is screw. Oh, you would watch. You would watch. I'd watch that. You watch, uh, watch that. Game of Stranger Things. Uh, Stranger Thrones. Stranger Thrones. Stranger, Stranger Thrones. Thrones. Yeah, yeah. All right, but now Stranger Things Two um, is the continuation of the Stranger th- of the story um, of Stranger Things, the mm-hmm. mega hit. I'll call it. It just Netflix seems so weird. Everyone's from last just year, like drooling over this. It's just like it's like the Goonies. Well, yeah, people. You know what I mean? Stranger Things was popular, man. Like, like really freaking. Wait, actually, twenty sixteen. Was it twenty seventeen? No, it was 2016 when that came out. Yeah, it was last year. Okay, all right. But yeah, Stranger Things was very was immensely popular. I, I mm-hmm. want to say it, it did uh, blockbuster numbers on for a Netflix series. Which you'll never know because they never released their numbers. Well, well they don't, but the rave... Oh. Yeah, well, typically Netflix never really produces anything worthwhile watching <laughs> don't say for that. their own like homebrewed stuff. I mean, with, <laughs> with a few little caveats here and there, but I mean, like stuff like Sensei was like, eh, whatever. And well, it was a lot of things that were like, whatever, but then Stranger Things came out, and it was, oh, this is actually decent, and it's hidden all that nostalgia stuff. All that 80s nostalgia, it's right there. It hits note for note, and I mean, I think they do a good job of the, I, I think, uh, between Stranger Things and uh, the new It movie yep. that came out, Stephen King's It, I think that the uh, the 80s wave might be like back in effect. I thought it was kind of falling by the wayside after um, like you know, games like Fallout, Blood Dragon, movies like um, Super 8. That was just uh, the beginning. touched on. Uh, well, you just know, the th- th- these the, these fads come in waves. You know, they uh, they rise and they fall. I thought this one was well in the fall territory, but Stranger Things, I think, is rocketed back. Yep. Which I'm okay with, dude. They did a great job. I thought this was a great homage to that era in time. I thought the, uh, the 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 set design was beautiful, was spot on. Nothing was like hammy. They weren't saying, "Oh, well, you know, check me out. I got my uh, my um, uh, my Devo shirt, and I'm wearing my 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 hat. I'm, I've got my I've got my Dexys Midnight Runner uh, overalls. I'm funny, going to school." And I, uh, funny you should mention that because yeah, you had uh, you had a Devo hat. Well, <sighs> now uh, watching it, it felt like. This that you know, Stranger Things season two mm-hmm. was more it out eighties movies and TV shows that were made in the eighties. Oh yeah, because you could definitely like see how much it's trying, and I get it. You know what I mean? They're really trying to cash in on that nostalgia. Well, you can't really you hold up I mean? Stranger Things against like Knight Rider and Fall Guy because they uh, they Punky picked Brewster. the soundtrack for for. The soundtrack was uh, a, cool. A bunch of the different episodes. It was like some really underground well, stuff I've never even heard of, but like yeah. clearly it was 80s. Well, they were paying attention, dude. And this, um, as for the plot itself, Stranger Things Season 2 uh, continued, like you mentioned, continues the storyline, but this takes place uh, just under a year, like literally like two, two weeks under a year from the events of the uh, first season, which you get to see the progression of um, Winona Ryder 
uh, Winona Ryder's relationship with Will, her uh, long lost son from the earlier series, how the now so- somewhat social acceptance of uh, of his brother, her son, uh, the older son, Jeffrey, Jeremy. Mm-hmm. Jonathan. Jonathan. The older son, Jonathan, uh, has played out in the school year. The relationship between Steve and... Uh, I'm going to look up the names. I want to uh, say Natalie. Uh, it's either Natalie or Nancy. Well, Nancy. My, Mikey's sister. Yeah. Mikey's sister. Yeah. yeah how, that, how that has progressed. And also, what the hell happened to Eleven? Eleven's the, super, the super-powered girl from the first movie. And this one starts off with almost a red herring i for a long time i thought okay this was just a thing they're throwing in to mess with us but i really hope it would be the run of the new series because we because um we're we're introduced right off the bat this isn't a spoiler because it's literally the first scene it's the opening yeah yeah we we're introduced to another of the um of the uh numbered kids that were yeah the numbered kids that were experimented on uh, like right off the bat, and I really hoped that this would be the story of, if not one of the other kids, yep. several of the other kids. You know, we've seen what happened to Eleven. Now we'll show you number eight, number six, number thirteen, number two. Yep. You that know, opening and, scene, yeah, I'm, I'm with you because it mm-hmm. felt like they were leaning towards like, hey, we're gonna steer this towards like an X Men style. Dude, I was jazzed. Yeah. I was like, oh. Yeah, it seemed like it was going in that that. direction, and later on, there's Mm -hmm. actually uh, an episode where it pretty much feels like, are they setting up like an X-Men spinoff type of thing? Because it it still uh, feels like that for that particular episode. They might, but you know what? It took long enough. It took a while. It took so long to get there. Yeah. But wait, Adam, I heard some dissension from you a minute ago. You're you're not a fan? I mean, if it went like the X-Men route where it was like just about these advanced kids, yeah, I don't think I would enjoy that. I like movies with children that are like going on on adventures and kind of taking the adult role of finding (laughs) stuff out. I like smart kids, you know what I mean, going (laughs) through it. So I was really hoping it goes that way opposed to like oh just following well, the, it the does, sci-fi but I think, you know? it does but I think it does to the dismay of audience members like myself who saw promise in that who saw that we've got an 11 story it was very touching I mean this this season even ends um, Johnny I'm not not to spoil things too much but it ends on kind of a John Hughes note Mm. And then they throw you like then they throw you back into Stranger Things, but the, the the last the last full episode I think is pretty much like it's Stranger Things by John Hughes, well, and you know, you'll like see why when you get there. The but. more realistic stuff. I mean, I, I embrace the sci-fi kind of out there bits well, of I'm, it. I'm but. not opposed to it, but if Stranger Things is going to be both, give me enough of both. Okay. And uh, as much as that sounds like a complaint. Um, Stranger Things season two delivered a lot more on that tip than and then season one did. I was so upset at everyone who like really forced fed uh, Stranger Things one down my throat because mm-hmm. the claims were this is an amazing show. Oh God, so so wonderful. The story's so intricate, it's so moving, it'll suck you in. And then they got the supernatural little girl and these lovable kids and the relationship between them and everything's really realistic yeah. in their dialogue. I think that's I'm like, my problem. Oh, I gotta check it out. Definitely, it's been, is, it's is everyone's just like, oh my God, this is, I'm like, it's good. Well, it bored the crap out. It, of can me. it be just good? It like, just it, it's so not amazing. It's not like life changing. It's just like if it's ripping off everything in the '80s. The '80s weren't yeah. that great for movies. <laughs> Let's be honest. You know what I mean? hey, wait a minute. You're, you're, you're right, work. but no era has been that great for movies. We can romanticize as we look back. The 70s were the great. The 60s for movies. were garbage for movies. Okay, have you ever actually sat through more than what? three black exploitation movies that weren't? The se- fucked, I'm that not talking about black exploitation movies. Foxy I'm talking Brown, about early Scorsese, um, early Spielberg, all those guys. Yeah, the 70s were great. Okay, you know, also while you had early Scorsese, early Spielberg. 
You also had uh, uh, mid stage Weird Al. Yeah, but right, you we had can late go stage, back and forth. You had yeah, late stage, Joe Sarno. In the 70s, but I'm saying generally, some of the best movies ever made Man, were from that. You, my friend, are a victim of your own rose tinted glasses. That's that what, is not true. Like, like I watch these movies yeah. still. Like I'm not like I wasn't born in you know I didn't grow up in the 70s. There's not like I have this nostalgia right. attached to it. You know I what I feel recently. like? Okay, here's the dichotomy for this show, ladies and gentlemen. This man, you having bad taste this, and me having to correct you. This man knows more about like you know the intricacies of film and background stuff and directors uh. than anyone I've ever met. The problem is, I, I know you've seen hundreds of movies. I feel you in life haven't seen half of the specifically bad movies that I've seen. Because you've seen tons of movies, but I said, so you're I saying s- you've seen more bad movies than me? That's making yes, more pessimistic. I'm, I'm aware of just how much crap exists. <laughs> <laughs> trust, me, trust me, I'm aware too. I mean, and I like a lot of the bad stuff, Drew. I don't know. All Maybe right. That's what uh, it is. All right. Well, Stranger Things, surprisingly, in my opinion, I'll just say it now, is not one of those bad things. It does really cast um, kind of a positive light on the 80s, on the time period it's, 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 it takes place in. But I think that's just to get the story um, moving to the into the world of these kids. Uh, at the crux of it, Stranger Things is the story of uh, Mike, Will, um, uh, Dustin, and uh, what I forget the brother's name. Uh, I, I want to say Tony. Of course, you forgot. Uh, well, well, I forgot the black guy. Forget you, man. What you talking about? <laughs> well, anyways, it's, and they introduce a new character. So now there's a new girl in the mix. And how will this play out when Eleven's when Eleven's reintroduced? What's gonna go down? Is she gonna be jealous? What's a, well, I don't Is know, man. We'll, we'll have to wait jealous. and see. Yeah. We'll have oh, to wait and see. Well, it's we don't know. Okay, so Never apparently mind. Johnny's just like you know letting cats out of bags here. Yeah. See, I like the yeah. the '80s tone too because it's like if you if you set a movie now and now all the kids are on their cell phones and like smarter <laughs> yeah. than everybody else and like really smug, that's horrible. It's too Nickelodeon. Right. Like Nickelodeon now, I watch it and I'm like, these aren't children. How are they? Oh, wait, right. wait, no, yes, they are. Because my brother's had a cell phone since I think he was in, in middle school. But it's like they're writing, they're writing dialogue for, for children. Pager, and even then, I didn't get one until college. So, yeah, but they're writing dialogue like adults yeah. are writing dialogue for children that sound just like adults. Well, they, they you know still behave. Problem, but these are kids. Yeah, they still behave like kids. They still right. No, I'm not. They're, I'm they're, they're this intellect. in particular. I'm like most uh. most bad. Oh, absolutely. Movies absolutely. about kids. They, they're like, because these kids are talking like really articulate adults. It's like, yeah. that's just not yeah. how kids. Yeah, let's sit and have a chat know, about respond. dialectical materialism. Like, well, no, well, their their intelligence is definitely limited. It, like, they are, you know, above. The no, the average sort of it's, typical it, kid it, at their age, and that makes them outcasts. It's retained within them bullies because they're smarter. That's that's a true world. Yes. Yeah, like, absolutely. Like the, the the biggest achievement that they know of is the high score on uh, Dig Dug. Dig Dug, yeah. You know, yeah. playing um uh, what's that game? Dynasty Warriors? Not oh Dynasty no, Warriors, uh, no. Dragon Dragon Dragon's Lair. Dragon, Dig Dug Dragon's is Lair. such an addictive Dragon's game. Lair. They too. play Dragon's Lair. You see it, and it's like a big thing to them. You know, these are still kids. I like that. I love like the introduction of the new girl and she has an interesting story that they max. don't broach her name is max uh they don't broach it just yet oh for also the acting from these kids is phenomenal top notch like, absolutely like, like this is this isn't like your stand i won't say your standard that we've seen a lot of good acting from kids recently so i think um and back then crappy, too you know in the 80s like, like Corey feldman he was great yes this child actor. yes he was genius Snub for the Oscar so many times. Oh it's man, like, like every, come on, he was super popular. He was in a lot of those. I, I, I 80s know, movies I know. I'm, I'm really thinking good. about movies like Heavyweights and stuff. You know, uh, movies like Hook, where you get a couple good performances amidst a lot of crappy performances.
performances. These but, are kids. You can only expect so much from them. But these children now are doing really amazing things. They really outperform. Things. Very much so. Yeah. Every single one of them of had their own, at least one, cry scene. Every single one. <laughs> at 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 will, mm -hmm. they would just go boom, tears streaking down the face. Every single one of them, they had they had their own moment. Some of them, like five times, they would cry. It was like yeah. every episode. All right, who's crying now? Oh, they're crying, they're crying, yeah. they're crying. And Come on, you pussy. For, for a while, I thought. For a while, I thought. <laughs> you go sit at the kids. <laughs> Adam, no chill, no chill. No, what I would say is, I thought for a while. Yeah, I can see why they why they kind of wrote Will out of the first season because this little kid was hemming it up. But then once he does dramatic scenes. You know, they have their strengths and weaknesses. His is general interaction. But when he had to do some dramatic stuff, when you had to worry about him, dude, this kid, there's no way he walked away. He, he walked away from this, like, not traumatized. Yeah. I, I imagine they pulled, like, a full Linda Blair in, um, in uh, The Exorcist on this kid because he's going to walk away with scars. But it Did was... What? It was Linda Blair. Uh, have you ever seen has... The Exorcist? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that, movie, that movie messed her up, man. They had a masturbate with a crucifix on that side. Did you watch it? Yeah, of course. That's like, yeah, she's one of my she, favorites. All right, well, we'll, we'll talk after the show, man. I'm, I got, I got to mm. hit you to some Hollywood history. But uh, Stranger Things two, dude, I, 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 I'm impressed because I'm somebody who did not like the first season. I thought it was boring. I thought it was drawn out and overhyped. I thought it was way too into itself. When we don't know these characters enough to care about them to the depth that they expect us to, this, this, uh, this series, this uh, season, I think is a is an exponential jump in quality. They got to the action a lot faster a lot of the supernatural stuff and the danger that we were promised really uh, manifested itself and i think that's a strong a strong strong point uh to make when trying to sell somebody on stranger things season two the acting from the kids was beautiful they introduced new characters who really take effect paul riser uh i can't get past paul riser from as Burke in in Aliens, the second Alien movie, mm. and he, uh, I guess, knows that because he's owning that to it to to a T in this movie, um, in this movie, this uh, in this series, and it's it's just it's he's perfect for it. You wouldn't expect Paul Rogers if he's a funny guy, right? Mad about you? No, this guy is you. You want to hate them, and they cast them so perfectly in this. Uh, everyone has a more expanded role. We get more from Renona, and believe it or not, more from Renona Ryder, but we also get more from uh, from the chief. We get more from each of the kids. Each one of them has their own individual uh, storyline they're following and their own individual conflicts, which yeah. I think was kind of lacking in the first season. It was mostly Mikey's show. It was, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And this one, we get a lot more from all of them. Um, dude, Actually, I, I, Mike, Mikey takes a little bit of a backseat compared yes, to the does. others. Which is good. Mm -hmm. It was great. I mean, all the other ones. Because Johnny hated Mikey. Uh, I mean, <laughs> it felt too, like, hokey, ham-fisted, especially with his relationship with uh, Eleven, but on the first season but this season they definitely remedied that i love uh the relationship between sort of like the the mini feud between dustin uh and the other friend that we can't and remember i'm gonna, I'm gonna look at his, his name um, he got it he, he's earned his props yeah and they were fighting over uh another new character mm -hmm. and it was that little bickery was just great because it was it, it is what kids you know friends would do it was just, it was just well, well done, well acted out. Lucas, Lucas. Well, I don't know where I got Tony Lucas. from, but they introduced new characters as we mentioned. Not just Maxine. Uh, there's rivals to Steve. Yeah. Uh, there's different kids. We also find out what the hell happened to Barb 
it approaches uh, violence in the home. It approaches keeping secrets from each other and not trusting uh, friends. Uh, they introduced Sean Austin. And we like Sean Austin. Sean Austin, uh, he was the lead kid in, he was Mikey in Goonies. He was um, the lead kid in, short, in uh, Toy Soldiers. He's Samwise Gamgee in The Lord of the Rings. He was an oh, Encino yes. man, dude. Yes. He was an Encino yeah. man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Wait, was it Encino Man? That was yeah. the thing that jugged it for you? <laughs> yep. I, I mentioned these great movies, but oh, oh, Encino Man. Guy. Oh, Samwise yeah, that guy. Samwise, okay, yeah. all right. Every time I see him, I'm like, oh, man, I need to give him, like, elven bread or something. Uh, but, well, he, he's he's in uh, Stranger <laughs> Things. Great, great, great work all around. As dude. Bob. As Bob. I can't forget that name, Bob. I'm so, I'm so surprised that I'm so enamored with this. Because as much as I was like really, I really felt cheated by Stranger Things season one. Yep. I, I highly recommend Stranger Things season two. Thumbs up, like totally. Yeah, there are problems with it. Oh, um, just go ahead, lay, lay, lay down the hate, Johnny. What do you got? All right, it's not too bad with the hate, but uh, I felt like I everyone knew that Netflix was spending a significantly bigger budget on this, and mm-hmm. it felt like the CG work, especially with the big lumbering thing that is not a secret it was in the teasers and all that that big the big tentacle thing thing yeah yeah i absolutely hate the design of it It this guy with the hatred over here it's just it's the way it's covered in in a particular texture uh which is not you know that voluminous smoky cloud Mm -hmm. that's around it. it it that to me screams they went cheap on the CGI work, and instead of actually you think putting, because so? oh, we yeah. saw those dogs, Absolutely. the dog-like spider mouth creatures, the those things. Those look good. Those look yeah, good. Yeah, those look. I thought they did good work on the CG there. The only, the only yeah. thing I think that may have taken out of it, which it's not a spoiler to say, but the audience won't just won't know what I'm talking about until you see it. Uh, the animation on Dart. Yes, I thought uh, animation on Little Dart yep. was that looked kind of cheap when they did close-up scenes with Dart and Dustin. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. It so some of the, they went a little cheap as far as uh, my. I feel like they went a little cheap on some of the CGI work, especially the big giant monster, which was a huge letdown because I was expecting something very elaborate. You've got you've got that. high expectations for these weird like things. You want practical <laughs> effect. You want them to actually like mutate uh, uh, a giant squid and then this, have it on land to this, to to, 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 uh, to kill, kill these children. That's this what you want. This is one of their here, big budget movies. I ex- or big budget productions, and mm. I expected a big budget production. You know where the set. budget went? The budget went to making everything else look as authentic '80s as it did. It did, and in the acting. So I will give it that. Like, I know where the budget went. It went in the acting and on the set and making everything look so 80s. Because you don't don't, don't get Paul Rise a cheap kid. So I'm just putting that out To the detriment, the other thing I did not like, and this is really nitpicking, is that there was way too much uh, product placement. Way too much. I really thought you were going to say way too much porn for Uh, way too much product, product placement. placement. I think I think that they, that stood to, to hammer home when this takes place. You're talking about yeah. like the games and stuff, right? No, I'm talking about like Dr. Pepper, the scene with Bob and uh, and uh, he Will's mother. Radio Shack. Radio Shack is not exactly a thriving no, business no, now. No, Dr. To, Pepper. Right, they're sitting on this bench, and it was a the cut was a close up on both their faces. They're having this dialogue together. All of a sudden, for the sake of showing off Dr. Pepper, the cut backs out to a bigger picture so you can sh- see them sitting on the bench. And he cracks open. He's holding it perfectly in between the two of them, well, the Dr. Brother. Pepper in his hand, and he very slowly cracks it open. And he's and he has like the <laughs> smile and this ah. It looked like a commercial. I kid you not. I kid you not. 
product placement. Uh, okay, I guess that could be seen if you're really focusing on those things. And all I'm getting is that Johnny was really thirsty while watching this. That and Mrs. Buttersworth. Okay, that one. Uh, Everywhere. Okay, you know, you're right. But I didn't think of that as product placement. I just thought of that as a missed opportunity to make that um, someone's having lascivious thoughts about Mrs. Butterworth and the shape of the bottle gag because i mean the whole thing was these kids were horny the whole well uh dustin and lucas you could you could smell the uh the pheromones coming off these two oh, yeah. like they were just puberty was, was around the corner for yeah. these two and they were just well anyways um okay you're right those are i guess i guess those are legitimate i guess yeah. when you talk about the product placement it can take you out of the story if you're paying attention to that stuff yeah. i myself was focusing on everything else like i loved that they introduced another one of these children i love that we actually got to see uh a life outside of 11 sing uh, singular experience with how do you grow up with powers and then when they interacted that was interesting too they it took kind of a stereotypical uh and i mean stereotypical uh story-wise note uh trope heavy uh, note with that part of the story, but I understand why when they actually got back to the main story So yeah. I, I I can't hate on that because it's like it's something to have a gripe about But when you can actually see the motivation understand the motivation Then it seems more of like a nitpick that you can overlook. Yeah, and overall I, I do recommend it. I do give it a thumbs up uh, It get it's a little slow to start but it really starts to ramp up and thing the action does pick up uh, and gets really interesting and elaborate and it goes out there and, and it goes to the places that you want it to to go. Okay, so, we're gonna, we're gonna climb down off the tip of uh, off the tip of, of Stranger Things too and just let you know it was good. Yep. Thumbs up. Uh, Thumbs all up. Yep. All right, cool. I'm gonna kick it over to just Johnny yep. to uh, take us out with dude. You got to play Super Mario Brothers. Excuse me, excuse me. Super Mario Odyssey. Super Mario Odyssey. Super oh, Mario man. Odyssey. All right, so Super Mario Odyssey is a Adam. 3D platformer Odyssey. game. Uh, you're playing as Mario. You're running around these uh, fairly decent sized environments mm. uh, that are open. These are open environments, so these aren't like uh, 2D or very linear structured levels. These are sort of like a, a big giant sort of uh, chunk of earth with structures in there uh, and you're sort of jungle gymming your way and jumping around and sort of going through it and collecting these moons that are littered and speckled about uh, the entire environment and along the way you have this unique ability uh, which is your hat you can throw your hat out and you can yeah, capture you can capture so if you throw your hat at a particular enemies and mm -hmm. it's most of the enemies if you throw your hat at them uh and you can sort of your hat sort of gets suctioned to their head wherever their head may be and you can you can capture a lot of different weird stuff and i'll get into that wait what, wait, but, what kind of well, Ma mario's like some kind of uh zombie puppeteer now he's a, he's, he's, he's parasiting kinda, these things around yeah he, he kind of like sort of possesses things with this hat so they call it capturing but it's really like possessing so you throw your hat at a cre at some enemy yeah. and all of a sudden mario gets sucked into it and is now you are now controlling that enemy and whatever oh, that enemy does game yes this is 
is a Mario game. This is a weird, this is one of the weirdest, I'm talking like Mario 2 level weirdness wow. is going on in this game. Really weird stuff. So Well, you've blown Adam's mind. I mean, we can yeah. see it right now. You go into the enemy and now you can control that enemy. So uh, if you see like a Hammer Brothers, uh, you are now a Hammer Brothers and you can throw the hammers with one button and you can hop around like a Hammer Brother hops around. Mm. And all the while, by the way, the kicker is that everything that you capture, mm. it has Mario's hat on it. Yeah. But better, it has a mustache. So what? everything you yeah. capture oh, now has a mustache on the front of its face. It is hilarious. Okay, that's ridiculous. You can capture bullet bills. With mustaches? Yeah, you put your head. Wait, on wait, it. how do you capture a bullet? First of all, you this thing is, it's, it's, but it's it's moving. Yeah, it's moving exactly. Is it like those giant bullet bills? It's the giant moves? ones. Oh, okay, yeah. all right. and the those... small ones. It's all of them. You can just uh, are, are they, are they, are they shooting at you? How are you pinpointing that shot? You just throw your hat, and if, if your hat hits it, boom. Okay, okay. Now my, my logical question: Okay, what can you actually do with a bullet bill? It's just it's already it's already like on route to its destination. You can you can fly straight really really fast and turn around uh so but you can't go up or down mm. and that's just one thing you can capture as i said the hammer brothers uh you can capture tanks there's tanks in this game mm. you can capture a tank and then drive around as if it's like a uh first person or a third person tank shooter mm. and shoot you know, uh, tank shells out of this thing, and you're shooting at other enemies that are littered throughout the level. You can capture goombas, and you're sort of waddling you around can as a goomba. And be useless as you, and if you're, if you waddle yeah. on the ground. And if you jump, if you're a goomba and you jump on another goomba, you don't squash them. You hop on their head, so you create like this goomba tower that you're. Then you find this lady goomba, and you show her how big your goomba tower is, oh, and geez. she there's she no, generates no, a moon for you. Nobody see. The uh, the implications here, it's like okay, so you can get your mushroom really big to impress this other lady. Like, are you are you kidding me? Yeah, it's this is a very you can this grow is, your mushroom. Does. Yes, this is one of the strangest uh, Mario games out there. So okay, well, is all this like how does all this factor in the gameplay? What is your objective here? Is it just a is it just a, like a a, a, a a statistic simulator? Yeah, the objective is. We got a gameplay video somewhere. Uh, uh, we're gonna we, we'll we, we'll run on the feed so you guys can actually see this. By the way, the gameplay is kind of a, a the stereotypical. You have to save uh, Princess Peach because Bowser captured her, uh, and you're chasing them around mm. all around the world. So your world map uh, is at the globe, and you're traveling around the globe on this hat ship. It's mm. a ship in, in the shape of a hat, okay. and you're traveling around. <laughs> There's, uh, a, there's a lot of hats. Freaking... The game is all about hats. Okay, so what I'm getting is the princess done been kidnapped again. Yep. For like the umpteenth time. Uh, but, and now you're playing Phineas Fogg. Uh, you know, you're Bowser's... playing Phineas Mario in Around the World in 80, uh, in 80 hat tricks. Kind of. Uh, Bowser captured because they're going to get married. He's forcing her to marry her. What's Bowser's deal, dude? No means no. Well, he doesn't care. He just wants to marry her. Wow. Okay. B B Bowser is like the uh, that's toxic masculinity at its best. So he's traveling around. And every every stop that you go to is a kingdom, and inside this kingdom, you have to collect a certain number of moons in order to power up your hat ship mm -hmm. in order to get to the next destination. As you're trying to catch up and save the princess, and eventually it leads you to you know the end of the game, which is this great, fantastic end thing. And then after that, this is just for the main storyline okay. once you do that you beat that uh you beat the game and then the credits roll and all that that's only like 25 percent of the game 
what, after what's... after you do the main storyline stuff, which is about ten to fifteen hours of playing, then short. the game really opens up. Like I said, that's only like twenty five percent, and new things pop up in all the levels that you just went through and additional levels come up and like the game really expands and really unlock fully unlocks itself so it's it's a big massive massive game that has a lot of stuff going for it there's a there's some things that aren't so great about it it has motion motion controls uh most of it you can avoid those things never work uh, they 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 do work. They it, it's like never the work. Yeah. Uh, there there's some Not things that don't that aren't reliable. Like if you're trying to flick your hat up, that one isn't as reliable as just regular flicking your hat or doing like the little flick your hat around yourself kind of thing but it's fine it's not required to do the things that you need mario to do mm -hmm. and you can still throw your hat with a button so you can most of the motion stuff you can do without actually having to uh do the motion control stuff so it's avoidable uh for the most part but that is something that i didn't care for i mean most people don't uh yeah, don't, don't like don't, motion I don't blame controls. i don't know what kind of hat fetish uh, they developed here the but. main the main storyline uh and the main story sequence is easy uh and it's not going to be super challenge there is challenge there mm. but if you are a mario veteran or a platformer 3d platformer veteran mm. it's going to be exceptionally easy but the difficulty will eventually start to ramp up and you'll you will start to get challenged uh after you beat the main story wait so you have to finish you have, you have to finish a a full game before the game gets it sounds like worth playing like like a legitimate challenge oh no it's worth playing throughout the the main game for well, you the said main it's not gonna be challenging until you actually it's beat not, it it's not challenging but that doesn't mean it isn't fun it is exceptionally fun it's like a roller coaster you're going through a roller coaster like all the things the weird things that you're going through mm -hmm. is like this crazy roller coaster ride of highs and lows or not really much of lows just what's the next <laughs> most epic thing it's like they're trying to how high up, can mario uh, get it's like they're trying to one up themselves every single time at every single kingdom you get to they're doing something even more <coughs> awesome even and even more epic and it all leads to this final ending which is equally epic and awesome and then and then you know you get into like the the true end game of it which is where the the difficulty stuff uh, ramps up so it's like a really fun really awesome really long sort of hand slight hand-holding adventure that you're going through mm -hmm. and you're gonna have fun all the way through and then once that's done then it really opens up and then if you want that challenge and stuff it's there but if you want that challenge stuff immediately that is kind of like a, a thing to be wary of you're not you're kind of have to get through the storyline stuff before you can actually start doing the challenging platforming could that be aspects. just to like usher you in if you're new to the if you knew the series it is for the game? That. yeah okay all right it that. is for that. and there is little things here and there that you don't you have to go out of your way if you want to challenge yourself you have to go out of your way to collect uh to get some collectibles that you can see and that you know exist and you do have to exert some uh platforming ex expertise or, or skills in order to get to it but it's optional so as you're going through the single player stuff you can still find those areas that have the challenge but it there isn't as much as i would have liked but i mean that's like it's it's nitpicking but it is something to be wary of uh, is that most of the difficult stuff is uh going to come in later on uh, in the adventure. All right, so you said fun like 97 times here, so I'm going to take it you uh, you kind of like this game. Yeah, this this is one of the best Mario games 
out there the since best. one of the best since uh, Mario Galaxy and Mario Galaxy 2. It isn't not since Mario was missing. No, definitely not. It isn't as innovative as Mario Galaxy. So Mario Galaxy it really innovated with the gravity mechanic uh, that it fully utilized. In this one, the big mechanic is the hat, uh, where you're capturing enemies and then using the enemies. And that is, they go, it's very elaborate. Certain enemies you have to you have to capture and use their abilities in order to access new areas, access other uh, collectibles and whatnot. And that's really great. Uh, it just felt like Mario Galaxy took the Mario series, it innovated more so than what this one does, but that's not to say that this one isn't innovative, very innovative, very fun. It's just not to the level of Mario Galaxy. Honestly, you can see the Mario Galaxy turned the Mario franchise on its head, and then Mario Odyssey turns it back again. But where Mario Galaxy sort of fails, and where this one truly excels, is the nostalgia. If you are a Mario fan, holy hell, you're gonna find so many nods to the entire history of Mario. It is in there. We're talking 8-bit to modern day, you know, 60, you know, Nintendo 64 Wait, Mario. Bring back those like little crab creatures every... from, uh, from Mario and the sewers. Oh, yeah. The little crab ones there. Everything. Everything. Wait, is... does it bring back the POW? That's the only thing I need, just bring back the POW. Everything you want from Mario and come to expect is in there. Including the POW? Say the words, man. Yes. Okay. All right. Thank you. It's thank all. You. It's all, all there. That's, that's, everything. Everything's there, and even all the different like outfits and and costumes that Mario has worn throughout mm -hmm. the the history of Mario. We're oh talking. snap! You mean I can get that frog suit back? You. Can, uh, I haven't come across it. Okay. But uh, there are. Right. No, don't 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 dangle that carrot if you can't. There are frog things. Frog that happened very early on. Frog. Wait, why you say? Wait, wait what's sound dubious when you say? It? What's this? Uh, you can capture a frog and then become a frog with a mustache and hop around. Oh, jeez. So oh yeah. The, oh yeah. These people. These people are sick. There's some. There's some weird, very weird things happening in this. All right. Very so, weird, so, very so, so I take it you're giving this one a uh, a uh, a solid thumbs down. Is that what's going on? Yeah. Can't, it's can't a solid. It. Uh, it's a solid red thumb down. Now it's blue. It's up. It's okay. way up. All right. Yeah. All right, it's Mario Odyssey out now for uh, for Nintendo Switch only. For Switch only, it's uh, console exclusive. It's not going to be on anything else. Mm. So yeah, if right. you want to play this exceptional game, you have to get it on Switch. Unfortunately, Unfortunately it would be nice to see it on uh, PC. Oh, right. well, with Nintendo game on PC? Yeah, uh, it's not going to happen. Yeah. I mean, Nintendo game on any other uh, system is not going to happen. Yeah. 3DS would not be able to run this. This well, game looks incredible. Well, give it, give it to like 20, uh, 2037. Nintendo will start putting out stuff for uh, for uh, for iPhones. We'll start making apps. Uh, they already made Mario on iPhone. They did. Yeah, it came out last year. Was it any good? It was actually really good. Oh, well, shut, damn, shut my mouth. <laughs> All right, so this has been The Geek Down here on WEMF. I've been Pat B. I want to thank Black Adam Willis, who actually had to duck out a couple minutes early. I want to thank Just Johnny. Yo. I want to thank DJ Herbert Herb. And I want to thank... <laughs> and I want to thank you fine listeners for joining us. You can catch us every Monday night. You can also hit us up at geekdownradio at gmail.com and let us know if you have any opinions, anything you heard today. Let us know how right we are, how wrong we are. You got any tidbits for further stories, etc. Also, hopefully you're catching us on uh, geek-down.com in the about section. All the links to our social media is there. You can follow us on iTunes 
on uh, on Facebook. Oh, damn, okay, Herb, give me the uh, the signal. You can follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook. Uh, hit us up on uh, SoundCloud and see like the clips we post there. All the audio form. Dude, subscribe. Check us out. Our prefaces on YouTube. And if you weren't listening and watching. Come on, baby. You got to see us. We are on twitch.tv slash thegeekdown. Every week, you can catch the show and also see video clips of our antics there. Until next time, be excellent to each other. Peace. About you, it's about the beer. I think I need another drink to